Hey listeners, and welcome to My Streaming Bubble, the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. I'm your host, Jen, and today I'm welcoming back my very tolerable friend, Josh, aka Dozer. And for our next few recordings, we'll be discussing horror movies, originals versus remakes. And today we're starting with the 80s classic and 2010 pile of flaming garbage, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Hey, Josh. How's it going, Jen? Oh, not too bad, other than I had to watch that giant piece of shit. (laughs) Spoilers, I didn't like the remake, and we'll go into that later, but how are you doing? I'm all right. I had this weird dream the other night that I was on um, Amazon Prime, and I I saw that there was this remake for Nightmare on Elm Street, and I was watching it, and it turned out to be good. Whoa! Yeah, it turns out that I woke up and had to watch the actual one and regretted it ever since. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. So before we dive into our comparisons of what we hated about the remake, um, we'll just cover real quick the difference between a remake and a reboot. And I just pulled this off of um, a Vox article, VOX. And just real simple, a remake is just that, a remake of an older movie with very few changes. Reboot resets the continuity of an established film series, like the Spider-Man movies, Amazing Spider-Man, and Tom Holland's adorable little baby face Spider-Man. I love him so much. Josh is shaking his head at me. (laughs) Rightfully so. Yeah. And then just to throw it in there, a reimagining. And it's basically a remake with one big change. And some of the examples they gave were the Ghostbusters from the all-male cast to all-female cast and Roadhouse, because um, I guess that's starring a female, Ronda Rousey, in Swayze's role. I haven't seen it, so. They actually did that? I don't know if they actually did it, if there was talk about it, but for the most part, whenever there's a remake announced, I'm instantly just like, no thanks. Yeah. So we will discuss uh, what we look for in the remakes, what our expectations versus reality, and a few other things we'll dive into. But first, I thought I would just ask Josh, in your opinion, what makes for a good remake? I would have to say, probably you want to stay semi to the core with the story of the original. You don't have to, you know, cookie cutter it out exact same, but you 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 kind of need to keep that lore intact, or at least fix some of the problems with it that were in the original, maybe. I think that helps a lot with a remake. Like, yeah, this didn't make much sense, but now they fixed it up. Oh, okay. Now I feel like that's an improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel oh, I feel like the effects still have to be on par. Yes. Especially with uh, action and horror movies, the, the effects, need, you can't take a step down. You have to go a step up. Yes. And I would have to say that you 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 really got to nail your acting then. Like, this is not something you can lackadaisically do. So th- those are some things that I kind of look for when I'm looking into remakes and reboots and stuff like that. What about you? Um, about the same. In thinking about this question and my answer, I thought about some of the different originals versus remakes that I've seen over the years. And what I liked about some of the remakes, 
and the only thing I can, the only conclusion I came to is that it's, for me, it's very inconsistent. So there's some things done in this remake that I didn't care for, like the added backstory of Freddie. Now in Black Christmas, they added backstory to that villain, which I actually kind of liked. So maybe it's just how it's presented, or like you said, the acting and how that's all portrayed. So for me, I guess, generally speaking for a remake, it has to do, it has to pay homage to the original, clearly. It, it can overshadow the original in, in some ways, but not. Like what's an example of that? I, I want to follow you that on that, but what would be an example of that? Oh, I guess. I don't know. I honestly can't think of a remake that truly overshadowed the original. I did really, I was surprised at how much I liked the remake of Evil Dead. I don't know why I liked it so much, but I was thoroughly impressed with it. Um, and I had heard the same thing about that one. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It, it's, it's, I think it's on our to-do list, right? Actually. Yes. Yep. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm yeah, I was, maybe it's because I, maybe with remakes, I go in with such low expectations because I don't, when I hear a remake is being made, I'm not excited about it. I'm instantly irritated. <laughs> um, so I, I think there's also, a, I think that's also a big part of it is that I'm already expecting to hate it for it to not be good. So my, my expectations are way, way down there. So really kind of any little thing they do that I kind of like is always a bit of a step up where I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. So I might be able to refine, refine my answer as we go along with our original versus remakes series. So we'll see how that and, might change. And do you happen to think that because for, um, for the Evil Dead one, like the Evil Dead kind of the originals kind of came off as funny and campy. And then with the remake, they reboot they actually like really got down, like it was straight up supposed to scare the absolute piss out of you. And, and, and that kind of shift kind of helped make that remake kind of stand out on its own a little bit more. I think so, you know, cause you know, with the original Evil Dead, I, I believe it was made with the intention of not being campy and to be like a legit horror movie, but it was received. That's not exactly how it was received by audiences, I think. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like, kind of like you said, they, they kind of corrected that, you know, where they really truly made it scary. And, you know, there's some jump scares, but in, in the, and everything, but I thought like the makeup was really good. Just kind of the overall tone. It just felt creepier. So I'm excited to rewatch that one because I haven't rewatched it in years, the, the, the remake of Evil Dead. So maybe my opinions will have changed by then, but I just remember being very impressed by it. And I feel like that with that, with that change from Evil Dead, and now we're going to be talking about Nightmare, that the original was already pretty kind of dark and, and scary mm -hmm. already. And so how do you kind of build on that is, is definitely a task. Yes. Yeah. And you can't have just any old, I think, director, you know, someone that's versed, well-versed in, in horror and how to direct and, and really establish that tension, that suspense, the creepiness. So 
Has I, Mike? That's actually a good point. Has Michael Bay done any other directing for horror? I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. And what I read was that because the 2010 remake of Nightmare was panned and hated and shit upon by everyone, this was pretty much the last remake, horror movie remake that studio did that Michael Bay was attached to. Yes. And from there, they had decided that they will only do originals. So that I thought was kind of interesting. I was like, well, at least you, you can read the room and you know when to stop. Thank God. Um, but not that I'm aware of. I don't know. But yeah, so, well, first off, I once I hear the word Michael Bay as director, I just already kind of, like even back in 2010 when he wasn't as well known, but I think Transformers was kind of, they may have one or two of them out. And the first Transformers was, it was all right. It was okay. Yeah. Second one was terrible, and it's all this digital crap with him, and it just which got definitely so much showed. Words. Yeah, and it's like, oh, Michael Bay, forget it. I'm not wasting the time. Like when I hear Michael Bay's name, I just think something actiony, something fun. You know, not a lot of thought to it. Just kick back, kind of shut off the brain, and enjoy explosions and confusing, dizzying fight scenes and. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah, just all digital effects, which yeah. we'll be talking about. Oh yes, also as well as well too, digital versus practical. So yes, right off. So okay, with Nightmare on Elm Street, it came out in 1984. So I grew up with this movie. I remember being like five years old and trying to watch it with my older cousins, and them kept covering my eyes, but still seeing enough to be like, "Holy shit, that's a scary dude." So. For me, it's when it comes to something like Nightmare that, at least for me, has kind of like a special place in my, my childhood, my memories, my heart. When I think of Freddy Krueger, I think of Robert England. I think of oh, 80s yeah. Freddy. So it's always hard to compete with that. No matter what the movie is, it's always hard to kind of out to be better than what you remember something to be or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that was a big task that this remake had to undergo, I think, for a whole generation of, of folks. And I think they failed, failed hard. Um, the actor that played Freddy in the remake, I really like him. And he was Rorschach in Watchmen. See, I never watched Watchmen, but Jackie yeah. Earl Haley. Yes. So I like, I do like him, but... I just, I wasn't sold on, on him as Freddie. Yeah. I, I think what part of the problem was with that, because I thought the scenes in the remake where he wasn't in Freddie makeup, you know, the burn and all that, like when he was just the guy himself, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought he did okay there, but I think the effects that they used were just, ugh, they, I don't know, something about it just didn't fit. I, I agree. And I had kind of read through IMDb that with the remade Freddy, they tried to do the makeup to be more realistic to burn victims. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up scaling it back because they didn't want it to be too scary or too terrifying. Which, why would, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. Especially then, when you came out with was looking like crap anyway. Yes. And then there was something else too that said that they still added effects digitally i think to the 
Yes. So what they did is they they did have uh, actual. He actually had to sit and make up for I don't know how many hours it was. Three. They got it down to three. Yeah, and then you know, then they still did some CGI because they wanted it, like you said, maybe look more like a burn victim. So they have holes in their cheek. That was part of one of the big CGI effects for him, and it just looked. I don't know. I thought it kind of looked like crap. Like I get what they were trying to go for, but it did not come out very well. I agree. I agree. And it's like, we can look back at eighties Freddy today and be like, and, and see kind of see how the effects are cheesy compared to today's what, what folks are able to do now. But I think that a lot of the practical makeup and stunt work and effects that they did in the original still holds up is still is so much better than the remake. Number one on my list is the bedroom death scene in the original. It's Tina. And in the remake, it's Chris. Yeah. So as a seven-year-old <laughs> watching a woman being dragged from her bed on the floor, up the wall, onto the ceiling, slashed, and then dropped on the bed, and then just a ridiculous amount of blood shooting up, scary, terrifying. Because we also have in the corner the shot of her boyfriend, what was the character's name? Rod or, or Rod? Rod, yeah. Rod. Rod. And, you know, so the way they were able, the way they had filmed all of that was amazing. Rotating room. Uh, the actor Rod is kind of more or less strapped in the corner. They like matted, pasted his hair down. So his yep. hair went as the room rotated. Amazing. Remake she's like peter panning against the wall and it that's all it was in my opinion it just i didn't like it i hated i hated it and i thought that the extra usage of her swinging back and forth across the room in the air and smashing into the wall less effective than being dragged from your bed by an unknown force up to the ceiling and that was the, one of the first things i thought of too is that like like give that stunt coordinator you know an extra cookie for lunch or something because that looked brutal don't get me wrong mm -hmm. but yeah the whole idea of it being dragged so mm -hmm. it's not like it's not and it's so when tina is getting dragged that's one camera angle you're watching that happen instead of the stunt actor you know different camera angles just flying around mm -hmm. so yeah. It, yeah it really kind of burns in your mind a little more with the original with yes. that particular scene yep and even though i'm gonna want to shoot myself after saying this but that is a very that scene is iconic in the original nightmare of tina everyone remembers that scene everyone yes. remembers that scene and like johnny well, there's Depp's, a couple yeah, yeah i was gonna say there's a couple in this in this one yeah that that are iconic yeah yep hers and johnny depp's death scene yep definitely the two that i think stand out for about everybody and they didn't really do anything like that in the in terms of like johnny depp's glenn character in, in the 2010 version that we have a character named quentin and he's essentially yeah. glenn and also 2010 had all these like little emo boys oh. <laughs> and i couldn't stop like i can't take you folks seriously do, do we yeah do we want to go down that road right just this fast or do we want to kind of put that on the back burner for a little later do oh. we want to attack the acting and <laughs> And characters in in the 2010 quite yet um i we could it, the acting i thought was not great the writing was not great um 
Well, that's nicer than I to put it. <laughs> it just, everything felt like phoned in from the actors, either phoned in or just like too much where you're just like, uh, that's the only, the only much. one that I thought, I mean, okay. Haley, Jackie Haley. I think he did. Oh, I don't want to say pretty well, but he did fine for what he had. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. And I'm going to, I'm going to praise this name all day. Clancy Brown. You got him in a movie. Just just put it on the TV. I'll watch that mm-hmm. guy. I mean, I just love his acting. He's always very good. And yeah, he's only in it for like, what, a few minutes at best. Yeah, at best. Well, maybe he was in a little bit more, but his but he always delivers. So he, he but as one of the parents, obviously, he's just a background character almost. Yep. Yeah, and then I thought kind of like the bigger names were an odd pick. So yeah, we have like Clancy Brown and Connie Brighton. Yeah. Like, did she lose a bet? What was she doing here? Yeah, okay. I always, I always, she's also one of those people that, I got this written down. What was it? Oh, no, that's for something else. Okay. <laughs> um, but she's, well, her and Lynn Shay, I, are like all in all these things you see them around everywhere but you just don't like remember anything that they were actually in it's kind of like Richard Reilly from Grounded for Life yep. throwback yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you, you've seen these people in these movies you just don't remember them and they're some of the best ones that are in especially the 2010 remake that the only good decent actors in there I mean I don't know what you know about um Rooney Mara or or Kyle Gallner, those actors that played Nancy and Quentin. I don't know if you know anything else they've done. I know uh, Rooney Mara. She was in the girl. I think she was the star in the girl with the dragon tattoo. Because, yeah, because in the bathtub scene, almost bathtub scene, she's getting ready. All I could think is like, oh, where's your dragon tattoo? Because I'm just a big dork. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never seen that movie. So I'm not sure whatever, anything else that she's been in that I may have seen. I didn't check her IMDb. Uh, let's see, Kyle Gallner, who played Quentin. He looked so familiar. And I did look at his IMDb, but nothing stood out. So I'm like, I, I had to have seen him in, in something. Yeah, he kind of looked familiar too, but. I recognize him from The Walking Dead. That's what it was. Uh, so I don't know if he was in just one episode, but he was, that's likely where I recognize him from as I'm looking actually at his IMDb now. Yeah. And I'm looking at Rune, uh, Rooney Mara and I haven't seen anything else that she's ever actually been in. So, so I don't, I don't know if, if, if this was just bad writing and they were just cashing a paycheck or, or what it is, like if they're decent actors necessarily, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, especially maybe now, maybe at least Mara uh, Rooney Mara might be more well-known and established. The others, well, then there's Katie Cassidy who played Chris in the remake and she's um, Arrow. So she's been on the show Arrow since season one and that show just ended recently. But that's really all of the cast that I recognized and could pinpoint. And she does, and Katie Cassidy, I think she does okay in Arrow. 
Um, it's a CW show, so it is what it is. Yeah, take it for what it's worth. Exactly. And I love me some CW shows. Yeah, but other than that, the, as far as the 2010 cast, um, not, not impressed with the acting. Not really. I mean, I don't know how long it took for you to sit there and go, oh my God, I just hope he kills them all within the next 20 minutes so I can just get this, get this done because you just absolutely hate the characters. Mm -hmm. Another thing I did not like so many things is that in the original, it's Nancy that's being tormented with all the nightmares and the attacks, falling asleep in class, getting attacked in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. Even when she goes in for that quick like sleep study kind of thing and she has the fight and comes out with a uh, freddie's hat which i always loved and hated that we didn't see that interaction in the original because it's like nancy's original nancy is one hell of a final girl she yes is she's like balls to the walls like i'm not taking this shit. we got to do something about it from the beginning in the remake they took all of the the nightmares that nancy was having and spread them out between the different characters which isn't necessarily a bad thing you know and then they kind of kicked everything up a notch but i didn't like that there was so much focus on chris for like the first chunk of the movie you know there's a bit of focus on tina in the original but she she dies in the first like 15 minutes she dies super quick in the in the original we're dragged along with chris for way too long before she gets the shitty Tina bedroom death. Yeah. And I was, that's actually one of the first things I wrote down. Obviously I started when I was rewatching these, I started with the 84 and I actually wrote down that it, that it was back in 84 to start with Tina was actually kind of cool because she wasn't going to be the final girl. And up, you know, like um, some, you know, some of these other, you know, Friday the 13th or whatever, you kind of know who the final girl is right off the bat. Mm -hmm. But with with uh, nightmare 84 it was like it kind of really threw you for a loop and i think that's kind of what made her death so iconic as well too it's the first one you see and it was the one you thought that they were kind of leading up mm -hmm. to be the final girl so it kind of threw you for a loop yeah absolutely because in the remake nancy doesn't she's kind of here and there throughout like that first half or so but doesn't really come into it until after Chris's death and until after Jesse's arrested and he dies in jail. And then we kind of move to 2010 Nancy and Quentin, but they were, it was so slow them trying to like research, like who Freddie is, what happened to him, all these things. Like there wasn't the gumption that Heather Langenkamp had. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna fuck this motherfucker up. Yeah. And like, couldn't wait to do it. These, maybe it's that <laughs> the emo kids, but oh my God. <laughs> Takes you that long to like Google? I don't know, very annoying. I also don't like how for a brief second they were trying to paint Freddie as like an innocent. You know, the parents just overreacted and believed a bunch of children, five-year-olds. I, I kind of I kind of did like that actually a little bit because that's one of the things that we were talking about a little bit before we started recording is that it kind of took a little bit of the lore and twisted it which I'm kind of fine with and I mean I don't know if we want to go in I don't know if we've beaten the 2010 cast enough yet but 
but if we want to kind of, kind of switch over a little bit to to the maybe the story differences now sure so in the original 80 in the 84 one he was just a child murderer mm-hmm. and that was just a child murderer but in in the 2010 well there's more of a backstory for the children and i think this is where it, where it starts to get a little messy with everything is that in the original the kids are being punished for the sins of the parents that's it yes and then we come to 2010 where the kids are being punished because of the sins of the parents because they told on him because the kids told on him so it's a little bit of this weird it's a little bit of both he's punishing every like he's really yeah sorry yeah so because i i read about this west craven kind of wanted to go with a this whole idea that should should people be punished for the sins of and i use the word sins loosely but crime i'll use crimes i guess crimes of the parents like should they be held responsible or suffer the consequences for the crimes of the parents and this one kind of just mucked it all up like like should you i don't know like should the parents I mean, he should be killing in both sets, the parents, obviously, in 84 mm-hmm. and 10. You go after the ones that wronged you. But I guess if you really want to screw with somebody, yeah, you could go after their kids. But it was kind of weird that the kids, he was doing it to the kids. The kids told and the parents had enough of it and figured it out. and Just took matters into their own hands and went vigilante justice on it, parent, parents justice chased him down and and then set him on fire in the original one too nancy's mom says that she shot freddie so they set him on fire but she also shot him as well i missed that did she yeah and then um because in the original one too when when the mom's coming clean with everything and pulling everything out of that old basement furnace she's got i love it she's got freddie's hand like some weird sick trophy like, like serial killers keep so in the original one, Nancy's mom is all like, we, we took care of it. He was, cause I think they said that all the kids that were being attacked were, they weren't originally only children. They had a sibling, I think. I don't remember shit, but. I don't remember any of that. Did you have a different version of some sort? No, I just, I had a, I checked out the DVD from the library, but. That might have been something I read on IMDb. And maybe that was just an idea, but maybe not specifically stated. Because then the D- as I'm watching the DVD, the talking parts are quiet, but the murder parts were super duper loud. I'm trying to oh, watch God, it. Oh, God, I like, hate that. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to watch it at like 11 o'clock at night. So the whole family's sleeping. So it's like volume up, volume down, volume up, volume down. Is that like watching TV and then all of a sudden you got to turn it up to watch the actual program? But as soon as the commercial comes on, it's like, blasted in your face it's like oh come on yeah yeah it sucks but yeah maybe that was just some offhand thing i read but um i actually at first so did I you oh go ahead. Oh, I, was, I was just gonna ask because uh, we were talking about it before and you didn't like necessarily like the whole backstory in the remake i don't know was it just like was it because of what they what what he did necessarily like being a molester then at that point kind of threw off the track a little bit because i thought it kind of added a little more depth maybe um maybe just because 
child murderer is, I mean, both are really super bad. And, but I thought like, just for a villain, just an, a kind of semi-established villain, like child murderer is fine. I don't know. I guess I don't look for a whole lot of like depth and stuff within my horror movies. I just want people just need to die <laughs> in very cool ways. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not all of them. I, I enjoy a nice slow burn every now and again, too. For every a horror now movie. and then. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why it just, it didn't, I just, I didn't like it for this one for whatever reason. And I don't know. Well, I didn't the like other it. thing. I also didn't like how much time they took to get there, like the driving scene, like, you oh. know, to get yeah. to the old preschool and everything. Boring. <laughs> Well, the other thing I was thinking too, and, and granted this happens in both, but we got this, once again, goddamn Three's Company thing going on where nobody's talking about what's actually going on. And I felt like, yeah, there's, so I get it in the, in the 84, like the parents did it to protect their kids. The kids, you know, they're, they literally have no reason to know. The kids don't as, as a rule in the 84. But in this, but in the remake, these kids were molested like by this guy and now they're just trying to sweep it under the rug like nothing ever happened right like, come on yeah i mean and like how do they all collectively forget like did they mention that they went under some sort of like hypnosis or something or no they just hit it hoping so that they were too young that the, that as they grew up they would just forget about it which would makes no sense to me uh-uh that's bad parenting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I would agree. And and I think that's where I think that's where the story really disintegrates for me. Mm -hmm. Is 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 all that. Yeah. The fact that the parents are hiding. I don't know. I mean I guess I guess the only question there is is it's one of those things that if you could forget a traumatic memory, something like that, would you? But then you wouldn't have any recollection of it once you took that. So it, it's kind of one of those things that it would change who you are fundamentally as well, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I would totally not want to remember it and kind of live my life blissfully unaware. But at the same time, I feel like not confronting those things can be very damaging to oneself kind of in the long run a bit like what we see in the in the remake you know I think they said that all these kids started having nightmares when they were young but they couldn't explain why why they came didn't start getting attacked until they were teenagers I'm not sure but clearly there was something deep within their psyche with those buried memories that they were able to kind of quote remember unless Freddie's just been tormenting them since he died I guess I, we don't know. No, we don't. They never mentioned that, which is, an, yeah, it's another plot hole that I always have a problem with too. It's, is if, if the goal is to torment the parents through the kids, I get that. But to sit there and do it for years at a time, I mean, maybe time doesn't matter to him necessarily. Maybe. But, but it, yeah. it's yeah, it's always been one of those things. And to answer your question, why why would he torment them though through their adolescence up until their teens? 
is because we can't be killing kids on the camera. That is true. I mean, I always, that's <laughs> always the one thing that, yeah. that's always pissed me off. It's like, if he's supposed to be in, you'll see it in some of the other sequels with Robert England. Like he's got, he's got this picture, a photo book of young kids, maybe in their, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12. But no, what do we get? We get people that look like they should be graduating college playing, playing seniors or juniors in high school. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's always been a pet peeve of mine. Like I get why we don't do it. I don't want to traumatize some kid, but for an acting role, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know for this one. I just, I didn't like it. I think maybe because, and again, like I said at the beginning, it's hard to compete with something that you already love a lot and you don't see anything really majorly wrong with the original story of Freddie being just a child killer. I think child murder is fine. I didn't think they really needed to kick it up that notch. And by doing so, like you said, they made it a little sloppy in trying to explain the the forgotten memories, the parents' involvement, and then who Freddie was. And I feel and I feel like they left they left some they left some pretty decent other characters or character development and maybe even some death scenes with so there was like, I don't know, I, I'm trying to do this from memory now. What was there, like 12 kids in that class? But yeah. we only got to see like five. And then mm-hmm. they explained the other ones by um, Nancy just going online and looking up the names and finding out that they're just dead. Mm-hmm. Like there, you could have had something else in there with it too. Maybe up the body count a little bit or some really cool other nightmare scenes. Sure, sure. Something I mean, that's, a little new and different, but. But the other... So if we want to pile on some bad acting, yeah, let's. 80, 84 had, had one for sure. Ooh. And, and Nancy's mom. Oh my God. I, that scene where she goes, I'm going to do something better. I'm going to get her some help. When she yes. says that line, it is, you're just like, Oh, that was yeah. so. That line. Yeah. That, that part definitely stood out for me where I didn't think like the mom did a bad job anywhere else but yeah there was something about how she said that and I think too maybe because like in the 80s you know therapy getting help seeking help and getting help was very no one talks about those things we're fine we handle our own problems so maybe it was like trying to incorporate a bit of that because in the remake in the opening scene we meet a dude Dean and he's talking to Chris and he's telling her about his nightmares and everything. And she's like, well, sounds like you should get some help. And he's like, I did. <laughs> and it yeah. didn't help. So I do kind of like that tiny bit of difference of just the way getting help therapy or whatever uh, is viewed. 84, you definitely kind of got that like, I'm going to go get her help. Whereas 2010, he's like, I saw a therapist and they didn't do shit. Everything got worse. That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. That's a good point. But, and just real quick, Dean's death scene in the opening is my favorite. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. I think Um, that's probably the best chunk of movie is that opening scene, like in the diner. Did you, 
So have you watched any of the sequels from 84? Not recently. And you know what? I think even growing up, I didn't really watch a whole hell of a lot of them. Like I'd catch them here and there. They were on, you know, my, my dad had cable. My folks had cable. So they were on TV, HBO or something, little bits here and there. I think the only one I really watched, watched was the one a new nightmare and that's where they get really meta and it's heather yes. langenkamp yeah but as heather but now and like Wes craven's in it and it's like the movies are coming to life and freddie's actually real it isn't robert england i remember watching that one and kind of liking it just liking what they did that the whole concept of it getting yes. very fourth wally with it now i haven't watched it since probably when it came out so i'm not sure how it all holds up but I'm always just kind of a sucker for when they bring in the original stars for a, a reboot, not a reboot. It's just a continuation. Yeah, it was, it's definitely in continuation. Well, so the reason I asked that is because, so in, in the original 84 and I, yeah. And so the original 84 and then Freddie returns to he's Freddie Krueger is actually killing the kids. And there's evidence for murder. Okay. But as you mentioned, the first scene in 2010 with Dean, and this happens subsequently in a Nightmare 3, and I believe one of the other ones, where the kids, now they start to appear as suicide. Mm. And I was kind of wondering, did you, if, if, if that was kind of something that kind of played in your head at all, like, okay, if you're just going to straight up kill them, why make it? Why start now making it look like a suicide? Hmm, yeah, I don't, I didn't pick up on that. Um, Cause yeah, not that familiar with any of the uh, sequels from the original. Cause the only one in the original that, the only one that in the original that was made to look like a suicide was Rod in prison, yeah. in jail. Um, it was just kind of something I, I saw and I was like, if you're not worried about killing kids, making it look like a suicide just seems like extra work. I don't know. I'm a lazy so, son of a bitch like that. <laughs> well, I can just get away with it this way. Well, screw it. Yeah, right? Yeah, why put in that effort? Well, what else has he got going on? Yeah, no kidding. So, um, Go ahead if you've got something more. Well, I was just going to say, I was just thinking maybe we could talk about the uh, different death scenes from original to remake, unless there was something. Actually, that's where I was going to go next. Oh, perfect. Okay, so death scenes. Uh, we already talked about the original Tina bedroom death scene and the original wins. Remake does not win that one. Did not win. Do you, do you happen to think, though, that the effects for the clawing of her chest in that first Tina death scene were pretty good? Like, obviously, it was 84, so you couldn't expect too much. I mean, yeah, it looked kind of fake, but for 84, hell, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Did you find that the one in 2010, at least when he clawed the chest, was pretty decent? Yeah, I thought that was decent. I thought that was a little bit better because it's easy to look back at old movies and kind of see the cheesiness and, you know, and see the practical and behind the practical effects. Um, but as a kid, it was terrifying. This one, I thought, did a better job with making it look more realistic and not just what, you know, what they were likely slicing into in 84. 
And, um, and you know, my only addition to that is, is in the 84 one, when Tina finally falls on the bed mm-hmm. and the blood like spurts out, I'm like, she just fell on a bed. I don't think blood spurting everywhere like that. Mm-hmm. And instead in the t- 2010, she just falls. And I thought that was a little more in tune with reality. So I thought that was an interesting takeaway. I agree. Like in, in the original one, they went through over 500 gallons of blood. Yep. So even going back and, and rewatching it, it's like, oh, so maybe that's where Quentin Tarantino got his ideas <laughs> for all the mm-hmm. blood usage in some of his, in a lot of his movies. Well, to be fair, all, most of that was probably done on just one of the death scenes later for 84. Yeah. Like, I mean, depths. Yeah. But looking back, it's like, yeah, kind of as, as silly and cheesy and unrealistic as it is to see that much blood from these couple of death scenes. I always took it when I was younger as like, it it just, it amped the scariness and the danger that Freddie posed. I took it as like, this is a collection of blood from all the people he's murdered over the years. Like he's just got an infinite source Mm. within this nightmare realm that he lives in. So that's how I always kind of explained it away, you know, so that Fair it was enough. believable. And so I could continue to suspend my disbelief. Um, but I mean, absolutely. In, in 2021, 40 years old, I'm like, there's no way Johnny Depp has that much blood in him. Well, that's maybe something we can discuss after we get through this death scene thing is, mm-hmm. is maybe necessarily the lore of Freddy Krueger in and of, in and of himself and his way to infiltrate dreams versus reality. Mm-hmm. That's probably a little discussion. I'm writing it down sure. so I don't forget it. Absolutely. Because there, they, I want to kind of touch on that a little bit. Well, then the, what was the... Oh, okay. So as far as not even necessarily death scenes, but scenes that pretty much copied each other, uh-huh. one of the first times they actually do it is when Freddie... So in the original... Nancy is laying in bed and you have Freddie coming through the wall yeah and that and the crucifix falls down mm-hmm. and they do the same thing in 2010 just a little differently mm-hmm. now I thought that that 2010 one looked absolute rubbish it was shit pure pure shit I mean how does a piece of how does a piece of latex beat out a 2010 and from 84 that was ridiculous I agree and I think because it felt like with in the original done beautifully and practical stretchy like you said latex but also the angle that it was shot into yes um whereas in the remake we're more kind of off to the side so we see the Freddie kind of pushing his way through and I and I think that hurt the the special effects because with the patterned wallpaper you could kind of see where some of that disconnect was as he's stretching through like it just like they didn't take the stretchiness into consideration of the pattern and it almost looked like in a few small spots like they just didn't add the pattern of the wallpaper like around the head as he's stretching through yeah but yeah i did not that was just utter rubbish utter rubbish and again that was like a second note of practical versus special effects yes and i think they should have stuck to a practical effect for that one they probably didn't need to do like an exact shot for shot of it either a small twist a different angle 
but what they gave was don't just then don't just don't do it if you're going to do it badly <laughs> yeah exactly maybe end the end the movie 15 seconds more earlier yes. so we can get out of it oh my god i want that hour and a half back yeah well <laughs> i wouldn't have done anything else with it anyway so screw it <laughs> Let's see. And then we have Jesse's death scene in prison compared to Rod's death scene, not prison, jail. Yeah. I think I kind of liked Jesse's. I liked, I liked Rod's in that he was alone. I mean, Nancy's in the police department talking to her father, just begging him, please go down and check on him. And they get down there just that second too late. So there's that like kind of tension and suspense of like, oh my God, listen to her and just go down there. He's it's, you know, the scenes are intercut with each other as the, the bedsheet is slowly wrapping around Rod's neck and pulls him up and everything. I liked Jesse's death scene because he's in a cell with another person. So there's a, a whole other witness there to witnessing insane shit happen. I think with Jesse, that's the first time we see the boiler room in the remake. Because I don't think he had chased Chris or Nancy, because Nancy really hasn't come into play yet. Uh, so we don't really see any of her nightmares yet. You might be, you might be right. I'm trying to, I didn't write that down. So I'm trying to think, yeah, but you might, yeah, you might be right about that. I don't know. Yeah. Cause he's hearing Chris's voice and he, so he's kind of chasing her and then he's standing there. And then I think like the claw, the, the knife hand bursts through his chest and then he drops dead in, in the jail cell. So kind of liked that i don't know if i like that jesse's you know because the boiler room in the originals kind of a, a big deal a, a big setting for the movie so i wasn't really sure exactly how i felt that we first see the boiler room with jesse and not our final girl or final guy because quentin's a final guy he makes a great final girl by the way <laughs> he was definitely more on par with og nancy than remake nancy so a little bit in my opinion that's a fair enough note. so yeah i think for the jail scene death scene jail death scenes i think jesse wins this one sorry rod see i <laughs> i could flip a coin and whatever like this was this wasn't i was thinking that too like it wasn't a real bad death scene actually for as far as as far as the, the movie goes i mean one of the few highlights that you can sit there and try to give it yeah, because Rod's isn't like, other than like you said, the suspensefulness of it, will they get there in time? It's, it's, it's just a blanket around his neck hanging himself, essentially. Yeah. I mean, there's not much as far as special effects go and all that. So yeah, they did do a really good job with Rod's makeup and making him like that bluish purple, like right away. Yes. And, and they maintain that through the rest of his scenes. So I thought for some reason that stood out and I was like, that's, that was, that's really good. Good job, guys. But you hit, but you hit on the, but you hit on the boiler room and okay, now I'm going to try to have to remember this. So in the original, he worked at a, some sort of boiler room area. It wasn't at a school necessarily. It was at some sort of plant or whatever. Right. Right. And his... or did they not, or did they not really mention where he worked? God, I don't remember. Cause now that you're saying, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, my six-year-old is building a robot. No, that's fine. <laughs> Keep him occupied. Exactly. But yeah, so in the first, they don't really, I don't think they necessarily mention 
I'm going to have to watch now. Now this is going to bother me. I'm going to have to watch the second one because I think they go into it a little more. They, yeah. Because so in the second, so in the remake, oh, you're talking about like the second 80s Freddy. Yeah. yeah sorry. I, no, that's all right. Um, God damn it. You know what? I don't recall. I guess I just kind of assumed it was that like he worked, it's like a janitor or something, maybe even at the school years ago. But like the boiler room, like he lived down there or whatever, for some reason. And so the boiler room of like the school or whatever building, that's, that's where he lived. And that's where he did his murder in. And I think that's why there was always kind of a draw in the original. Whereas in the second one, and I hated this too. He's trying to, Freddie's trying to show uh, Nancy and Quentin, quote, the truth. And there's something in the boiler room he wants us to see. So we need to follow. Oh, hated it. <laughs> but that's the thing. I thought he lived at the school under in the basement or something there. But then, he takes them, but then he takes them all the way to a boiler room. Like none of that makes any sense to me. Like I, either I'm completely missing something or that whole point doesn't make any sense for either movie. Unless he actually worked in a plant that had a boiler room and he just kind of lived there then okay, I guess, maybe. Because all I could think during the original one too is like, God, what school's boiler room looks like that? But then I realized we're seeing the boiler rooms through the nightmares. So that could yeah. be an exaggeration of just a simple basement, school basement of some kind. But I think in that the was very one, industrial, yes. Yeah, and, but in the second one, in the, in, I mean, and in, by that I mean uh, Freddy 2, uh, the Freddy's Revenge, the, the, and I'm going to quote final girl. There was also a final guy, I guess, too. Has to go to like this weird, it looks like the goddamn uh, steel plant in Robocop. And they go to this place because that's where he takes his victims or something. And I'm like, what? So he, I'm thinking he works there in the originals, but then he worked at a school in the remake. And then he takes them all the way to the industrial park steel mill to do stuff there i but i don't know there's also like, a cave involved in the in the remake because that's what the yeah. kids had originally told their parents but then they go to that old industrial place or wherever and then they find like that secret room yeah and then that's where it, none of it makes sense yeah <laughs> plain and simple it's garbage <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm I mean, so angry right now. <laughs> at least with at least with the original, I can sort of see it. Mm -hmm. it. It seems like a lot of lot of work for nothing, but yeah, okay, I guess I can buy that. But but with the remake, I'm like, wait, he, I thought he worked at the school. Why the hell is he going all the way to a rundown industrial plant to do? I mean, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm done trying to find logic in that. All right, fine. Garbage. That's 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 fine. But, I mean, I'm actually gonna do a search for boiler room logic. So there you go. <laughs> but yeah, to get back on track to the to the scenes that they death scenes and the scenes that they uh, did back and forth mm -hmm. through the movies. So we got through Rod's Rod slash Jesse's death mm -hmm. in the jail. Incense in the remake. Quentin makes it to the end he doesn't die he doesn't get johnny depp's death but they do a little bit of 
there's that quick scene. I think it's actually with Nancy and she falls through a ceiling. There's a whole bunch of blood and she falls through all this blood and lands on the bed clean. I read that that was supposed to be kind of their quote homage to yep. the Johnny Depp death scene. And that's pretty much what I took away from it too. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've got, they kind of redid the bathtub scene, which I didn't like this version of it. I, all I have written down is the bathtub scene, dot, dot, dot. Huh? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they did the, the glove in the bath Yep. thing. Okay. Another iconic scene. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. Yeah. I did not care for the whole way that the rest of it panned out for that. Yeah. Cause what was it? She just gets, she has like a small dream, but she wakes up and she's just fine. She doesn't get pulled down below in, you know, into this dark abyss like um og nancy did but then with quentin and being on like the swim team he kind of had that underwater moment as he saw a bit more of freddie's history backstory and kind of figuring out that the parents weren't being completely honest there's more to this story i mean what what would you call that when they when they do a scene like that in the middle of a movie where where it shows like the backstory history stuff like that and a big chunk of something like I feel like there's a word for that yeah there probably is I'm not sure what yeah. it would be but I mean to me that's just all right we got to move the plot along all right Kinda. let's 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 just do this yeah and I think since they weren't they didn't make any big changes to the Freddy character I just felt a lot of that like painting him as to be an, like if they decided to make him innocent and the parents were completely wrong, I can't say that I would have loved it, but I think that would have been a very interesting twist into yes. Freddie and the lore of Freddie and that maybe he was a good guy, but became bad in dying of traumatic death at the hands of vengeful parents. And that's why he's seeking revenge. So I think because I knew that they weren't going to change the backstory of Freddie other than making him a, a molester, all these other little bits of showing Quentin this and them following him in their, in their dreams through the boiler room, because Freddie has something they need to see just blah. Like you didn't, Oh, that's dumb. I just, it made me <laughs> so fucking mad. Cause again, had they made that big change, I could see maybe having those, those, points in the movie but they didn't was the fucking point yeah it it it, yeah it doesn't necessarily i think maybe the only reason that they do it that way is because he already knows that the parents have kind of just swept it under the rug tried to cover it up Mm -hmm. and maybe just kind of terrify him that way as well but i'm like if you're just going to kill him anyway who really cares yeah i mean i understand maybe the terrifying thing a little bit but then his goal is to get Nancy to stay up for so long that she falls into a coma mm-hmm. and just stays there for for Ever. duration of her life. With the exclusion of that tiny bit, the coma part, I liked that they gave a little bit of kind of history as to the insomnia and, and these micro naps. Now, I didn't care to look up if any of that shit is true because as yeah. soon as Quentin was like and then you fall into a coma after the 70 hour mark you'll fall into a coma and never wake up and I'm like hey Lee 
<laughs> hey, bud. Never a dull moment. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But um, to finish off that expletive, it's bullshit. <laughs> it's six-year-old snuck up behind me when I was about to say it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't bother to look up to see if any of that. Oh yeah, the sleep, sleep stuff. shit is is true or not. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily accurate. Like yeah, like I don't think you could fall into a coma. I don't think so either. I, I was a little bit curious about this concept of micro naps and basically dreaming with your eyes open and not being able to tell the dream world from reality that way. I was like, oh, that's a semi-interesting concept. Kind yeah, of explains I, how they, in both the original and remake, they were they saw him when we all assumed that they're awake, like when Heather fell asleep in class. Although I guess since she was following a body bag, we knew that she was dreaming yeah scratch that which also comes up in the remake and in the original so mm -hmm. that's another one of those scenes but that wasn't in the in the remake that wasn't nancy was it that was uh chris yeah chris was yep sorry nancy was following chris in the body bag because in the original it's tina in the body bag so i think i might have mixed up my yeah oh, well, names. as far as i'm concerned they're both tinas in both movies and they're both uh, Glenn and Rod, yes. none of this Quentin and Jesse shit, <laughs> which, which I don't know why they had, why they felt the need to necessarily change the names. I don't know. They changed Nancy's last name too. Oh, did they? I missed that. Yeah, it was, um, in the original, she is Nancy Thompson. And in yep. the remake, she's Nancy Holbrook. Yeah, sure. All right why that needed to be done either yeah it doesn't none of that i mean it's a minor point but it would have been kind of fun so that you could like if you're watching it for the first time mm -hmm. the remake you could kind of track who's who and what maybe a little more different yeah instead of trying to like oh who the hell was that from the original now and trying to remember that name yeah so one of the other scenes i wrote down and and they didn't do it in the remake was tina's initial dream sequence in the beginning which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, I know they did this with with Dean a little bit with with the with the cold intro, but I thought Tina's dream sequence was way better than than Dean's necessarily. Mm -hmm. The death scene, I mean, Dean's death scene was pretty cool, but his whole nightmare thing just I don't know, I wasn't that impressed with. Not really. I agree. Yeah, I Again, it's like they gave us this, they gave us in the, in the remake, they gave us this character, Dean right away, who's suffering from the nightmares and everything only to kill him off immediately. Which I don't have a huge problem with. I don't have to a set huge the stage. Problem. Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, it's like, we can kind of see who in the remake is supposed to kind of represent or take the place of from the original. And so this scene to me was obviously replacing Tina's dream sequence, but then they just wanted to kick it up a notch and just start piling on the body count. I was like, okay, well that's, that's fine and everything, but I agree. There was something about the original and keeping it to just those four main characters. Like granted in the remake, we have four main characters, but we do have the offshoot of Dean. Um, and then the other kids in the class that we don't necessarily meet, but there are more of them involved mm -hmm. and we're aware of this. Whereas in the original, it just, 
it was just those four. And there's something really unsettling about four good friends all being tormented that stuck better in terms of being scary and, and terrifying. Even, even though Tina lives through her cold open opening dream sequence only to die a couple of scenes later. I don't know. It just, maybe that buildup of, Oh, is someone going to die? No, she's fine. Oh, Oh, something going to happen. No, she's fine. Now she's dead. Yeah. Whereas, okay, here's this, here's this dude sitting in a diner looking tormented, explaining how he's tormented and bam, now he's dead. Other than me grinning like a big old dork. Cause I loved that death scene, just our Dean's death scene. I was like, Oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then you watch the rest of the movie. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, I should have told you after the first death scene, just turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, there's no investment in, in Dean, you know, we just meet him just so he can die a magnificent death. So I don't know. There was just something very kind of like, eh, about it. If that, I don't know my rambling. Yeah. But no, I, but I, I absolutely, but I absolutely get that. And then kind of going back to like maybe a little bit of the lore and stuff. Do you suppose that in the original, that the the Tina, Rod, Glenn, and um, Nancy, that their parents were the only ones involved. And that's why it's just them four, because we don't get any other uh, inkling or anything that, you know, there's these massive kids dying already. Mm -hmm. There's no inkling of that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I really took it as it was just those four from the original and just those four families and the, those four parents, you know, whereas, yeah, in the remake, it seems like a larger group. We do get that flashback of them chasing down Freddie and everything, which I did kind of like, but it's because it had Tom, uh, or Tom uh, Clancy Brown and uh, mm -hmm. Connie, Connie Brixton. That's why Connie Brent, yeah. Brit Britain. There we go. Sorry. Britain. So yeah, I guess with the original, I always took it. It was just those four being tormented and it was just those four parents, four sets of parents or whatever that took matters into their own hands. Whereas, yeah, the remake, it definitely feels more far reaching. Well, there was what, 10, 12 kids in that class. So mm -hmm. yeah, the, there'd be more parents, more of a mob. I get that. Yeah. Or at more least. Ends. Yeah. Well, originally 84 was supposed to be just a one shot movie. So I think oh. that's kind of why. Okay. It was it was done the way it was with just the four. You could do that kind of tight knit thing, and by the end of it, everything is is kind of hunky dory, bad guy defeated, and that's literally it. Mm -hmm. As opposed to the remake, where it was more parents, and I mean, granted, I guess out of the whole class, only two survive anyway: uh, Nancy and and uh, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him Glenn. God damn it. Glenn 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it might be an upgrade. It's not better. I'll tell you that. That's true. <laughs> so I, I, that was kind of something that I had thought about too, is that with the fact that originally 84 was supposed to only be one movie and there were supposed to be no sequels and that the remake, the, the 2010, or re, it was supposed to be an actual reboot because they had scheduled or at least had ideas for sequels, but mm -hmm. after it bombed or got negative reviews so bad that they just kind of scrapped the whole idea. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because I had read that um, the Freddie remake, uh, what was his name again? Jackie Earl Haley, Earl Haley and Rooney Mara initially had signed on to appear, I think, in two more movies, two or three at least, before 2010 tanked. Yeah. Um, and did you know, like, the original was supposed to have, like, a happy ending? Like, Wes yeah. Craven wanted a happy ending. So, <laughs> well, like I said, because Sorry, it was only su- because it was supposed to be a one-off. Yes, and I wanted, it, and that's on my that was on my list. Is I, I thought the ending of the remake, because it was more final, felt at least the way that that Nancy and Glenn defeat him in the remake. Mm-hmm. I thought was a little more final, except for that last what was it 30 second scene with Nancy and her mom as opposed to I'm sorry but the whole idea of turning your back and that defeats him really come yeah, on that, that is a good point I thought that was terrible I did like in the in the remake that there was an actual physical threat like she brought him into the real world and they had a nice big fight and she cuts off the gloved hand, which I was disappointed she didn't keep it, and then cuts off his head and then sets him on fire. Yeah. So that is definitely feels more like a, a final ending. Like, I agree. Like, a, like an actual defeating of the enemy where it's like, yeah, I don't believe in you. Because I mean, throughout, even throughout the original, Nancy's like, this isn't real. It's a dream. But she yeah. obviously isn't believing it enough to make it just stop. But now suddenly she does. Huh. Yeah. But then, I, we, but then, I mean, it really wasn't. She clearly, truly didn't believe it. Because the next scene, while everything is bright and sunny and everyone's back, once that top closes and you see uh, of the convertible closes and closes on them, and you see the red and green stripe, you're like, ah, shit. <laughs> she didn't win. <laughs> And the awesome blow up doll that goes through the window. Yes. I did like the fake out ending in the remake a bit more. They let it go a little longer. It seemed a little bit more believable that, okay, they really did defeat him. Other than uh, when EMTs and everything are there and she, her and Quentin Glenn too are getting into the ambulance. Just kind of here in the background, someone say, can't find a body or there's still no body. So that's your only small clue that Freddie got away or yeah. you know, didn't die. So I liked that ending, that fake out she gets. They wheel off in the ambulance, and I'm expecting something to happen in the ambulance, like Freddie turn around as the driver or something like that. But they make it all the way to the house, and she's standing there talking to her mom, Connie Brighton. And then through the mirror, Freddie reaches through with his gloved hand, through Connie's face and then pulls her through the mirror. Okay. I liked that. <laughs> as far as the surprise, I, I mean, cause the only, I, I didn't like the effects of it. They were just God they weren't awful. great, but yeah. But the way, when she goes to put her keys down, I think it put her keys down on the table and she comes back and it, like, it, it like instantly Freddie's right there. Like it, it, it pans so perfectly. Like it was kind of a, oh shit moment. Mm-hmm probably one of their only oh shit moments in that I mean you kind of figured there's going to be that fake out ending and everything too but it was all a matter of 
when, where, and how? Well, there was, remember that one oh shit moment at the beginning when you pressed play? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and to be fair, after I watched the original the other night, I was kind of excited to watch the remake because I was now curious, okay, what did they do? How did they do it? What did they change? Am I going to like it? But then you and I were texting and you're like, have fun watching that giant turd. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of set the stage too for me already hating it. But I also figure it's 2021. This came out in 2010. There's a reason why I haven't seen it. Yeah. Because it's bad, you guys. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty bad. So um, let me see if there's any other things that I want to bring up. Small continuity things like after Quentin, Glenn 2.0 takes a shot of like adrenaline. A couple scenes later, he sees Freddie. Is he micro napping? Oh, in the car. He sees when they're driving and he crashes the car because he saw Freddie standing in the street. I was like, how's, how, did you doze a little bit? I mean, you've been, did taking, it wear off? Yeah. You've been taking no dose for like three days straight a shot of adrenaline and how are you able to see him? And then one other small thing when uh, Quentin's earlier in the movie, Quentin's doing some online searching for Freddy Krueger. They show him hit the enter key and then they show a shot of the screen and the mouse with the arrow go up and click the blast off the search or whatever for the oh. search engine. I'm like it's one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> What was it called? Giga Blast or something like that? Something the search like engine that. or something like that. Because then like the their their search quote search button was just blast off. Yeah. So I was like, you <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> oh, I'm a little disappointed we didn't get the cool opening credits scene that we did in the original. Oh. I was a little disappointed at that. Cause I, I don't know when the opening credit scene for the original and and they and they're putting that glove together yeah and he's putting that glove together you know when, and when, you, when you actually see it put together you're like oh we're in for some shit here mm -hmm. absolutely and i think i read that for that scene for the for the opening it was actually like i don't think the stunt person but maybe like a costume designer the person that designed the glove it's actually him putting it on and not Robert England. Like one of the only times in the movie that it's not Robert England portraying Freddie in any way, because at the time he, the costumer guy or whatever, was the only one that knew how to put it on, <laughs> to do it and to work it all. So I, I love that they just figured, you know what, that's just going to be easier than training the actor to do it for these close up intricate shots. So, so we got Jackie Earl Haley. Mm -hmm. And Robert England playing Freddy Krueger. Do you know who else played Freddy Krueger? Ooh, I do not. He was, it was only, it was only for a brief moment. And it was in the new nightmare. And it was at the beginning. Do you remember who that is? No. Who is it? It was Bru Bruce Campbell. Oh! Now he's not in full makeup. He's doing that scene where he's making the glove. So he's, but he's in the, he's in the uh, striped sweater and he's making the glove nice. and it's him that's playing Freddy Krueger in that meta movie. Wow. I wouldn't mind just watching that one for funsies. Cause it's been so long. And I'd also read that like, um, 
Bruce Campbell and, and Sam Raimi, Evil Dead, and original um, Nightmare, Wes Craven productions and everything. Always a little bit of back and forth. Yeah. We see Nancy. She's watching Evil Dead in the original yep. Nightmare. And then the glove shows up in, was it the second? Yeah, second Evil Dead hanging up in the back, hanging up in the shed or something. The, the glove shows up in the second one in the shed. Yeah, right above. I think it's above the door. Yeah. And then, and then they but lose in the, it. <laughs> yeah. But in the first one, I think in the basement, there was a Hills Have Eyes poster. Yes. That's what started it. Yeah. Yep. So I do love that. No, I did not know Bruce Campbell was in New Nightmare. So all the more reason to go back and rewatch it just for funsies. Um, I mean, yeah, it's right away in the beginning and and that's it. So he's supposed to play the character in that particular movie. So I thought that was kind of cool. And for it to be Bruce Campbell, just that's who they should have got to be. Freddy Krueger for this remake. I I think that'd have been cool as hell. That would definitely would have been a big, big plus for them. And then maybe they could have gotten something a smidge higher than a, was it like a five on IMDb? 5.2. Yeah, I was going to say, I think on Rotten Tomatoes or something, it's like a 15% or something like that. <laughs> it's in one other website out of 10, it's like 3.9. <laughs> yeah, just, just goddamn terrible. Yeah, IMDb, n- over 93,000 people took the time to rank it less, like five or less. <laughs> I love it. I love that it yeah. was hated. Yeah, meta, 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 Metacritic, sorry, 35 out of 100. Jesus. Rotten Tomatoes, 15%. Average rating of a 3.9. <laughs> That's a bit high. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's a bit high. I'd have given it a three. Easily. I also want so, to just say real oh, quick ahead. that some of these little throwback moments the, the main one I'm thinking of is the um, girls jump roping and singing the Freddy song. The first time we see him is in a nightmare sequence. I think Chris's or Nancy's, I can't remember, doesn't matter. But some of these little moments felt forced. Like that just, it. I know it's a nightmare and things don't need to make sense in dreams, but when Chris or whomever is walking through the school, like dreaming that they're walking through the school, they walk past a room and the three girls, like in the original, are jump roping and they're singing the Freddy song. One, two. And then I just, I hated that. It just, it didn't sit right. It wasn't the right moment for that or something. But when they showed those same three girls kind of in that flashback of um, Freddy before he became a burn victim um, and all the kids playing in the schoolyard and everything that was fine but there was that one I wanted I should have I didn't write them all down but there was just some little things that just that were supposed to be little throwbacks little homages callbacks whatever you want to call it to the original that just felt forced and it didn't work and they were just maybe trying too hard to get them to work them in yeah I, I kind of feel like that too I mean and I think it has to do with maybe just the tone the two different tones yeah. Like both are, both are, you know, kind of that, that horror scare, but I felt like the, the remake had more of that deep, deeper, darker. So it really just didn't fit. Like you could kind of get away with it in the, in the original, because it, I don't feel it was trying to go as dark, mm-hmm. uh, bloody gory, maybe, but dark. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I said, I think, I think the original is just too close to my heart. So every little thing that they tried to do in the remake, I just have to poop on it. Well, for good reason too. It's never going to be good enough. <laughs> well, I mean, between some of the, some of the crappy effects, I mean, Haley's voice as Freddy Krueger was just, I, it just wasn't working for me at all, Mm -mm. at all. And I read that they also went in and kind of digitally altered his voice to make it sound spookier or more surreal, gruffier. The actor has a pretty good gruffy voice that he can portray because he did that in, I thought he did a good gruffy voice in in The Watchmen as, as Rorschach. So I didn't like that added layer. And I didn't know that it was digitally changed in any way until afterwards, but I just knew that there was something not right with his voice. Yeah, it just it just felt over the top is what I thought. Agreed. And then also knowing that as the original series, movie series goes on, Freddie speaks more and more and gets kind of cheesier and cheesier with his one-liners where, you know, we didn't get a whole lot of that in the original Nightmare. Again, that's something that I think they build up as they put out more movies. But within the remake, it almost seemed like they did all of that just within the remake itself. So he starts off, he's scarier, supposedly scarier, that darker voice, not dishing out any cheesy one-liners or anything until kind of towards the end, where instead of the gooey stairs, new Nancy is running through like a a gooey, bloody, swampy hallway. And he drops the line, like something like, how's that for a wet dream? Yeah. And I know that's from one of the other, you know, one of the other older sequels. I think that was from number four where he sucks the kid in, into the uh, waterbed. Yeah. And, uh, but it felt that's not where, that's not who Freddie was yet. (laughs) Yeah, and, and that's a very good point. Yeah, Freddie, I don't think had a whole lot of speaking lines at all throughout the original, Mm-mm. up until like right at the end. And that was it. Like he hardly ever spoke. Yeah. And because I think I read somewhere too that he, Freddie in the original, didn't have a whole lot of screen time. He had maybe 10 minutes or something of screen time I read, very minimal. But enough where, which was great because I think that helped build the scariness of the character. Mm -hmm. I was actually glad that in the remake, they didn't do the scene where Freddy's arms gets all stretched out. Why not? Because they crapped on everything else. There wasn't any, there was no way they were going to do that one well. And even when I go back and I watch the original, like I kind of even remember as a kid, like that looks a bit cheesy, like puppety, you know, like Muppety or whatever. But yeah. still, nonetheless, scary. And so I'm glad that they didn't try to attempt that because I may have had to throw my TV out the window at that point. <laughs> Just kidding. I love my TV. Well, not if it's going to put crap like that on it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but what's up with the way that Freddie runs in the original when he's chasing Tina right off the bat? That whole weird, he's doing this. I was like, nobody runs like that. What are you doing? So I had read, so per IMDb, because that's where I get all my little tidbits. Um, so apparently Robert England, he had had already crafted this way that Freddie was going to walk, a bit of a swagger. But then with the glove, he didn't anticipate the weight of the glove. So then that kind of put a bit more of like a, 
like a hobble to it. <laughs> so that's how he got his run. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I read on the internet. And so it has to be true. Oh yeah, of course. My, my biggest thing is if you want to re inter, if you want to interject Freddie or, or even um, Michael Myers or Jason or some of these big time slasher guys, I always wonder why they never just like, okay, instead of calling the next one nightmare 10 or whatever, we call it nightmare and somebody's going to find a better way, but like nightmare 4.5, like take a scene in between the two, four and five and, and start, you know, slashing kids that way. Like, and then maybe who knows the kids don't win this time. And that would explain why he's still around or something like that. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's a bad one to do, but 4.5, but cause I think <laughs> four, he has to be reborn. So he couldn't do that, but you know what I'm saying? Like his, in, in Nightmare 6, which is Freddy's Dead, it starts with a scene that has a map of the United States and it shows Springwood and I think it's in Ohio. And so, which is a continuity error for Freddy versus Jason later, but I won't go into that. So it, it's there and it says the entire child population has been wiped out. So am I to assume that every child that was killed through Nightmare 1 through 5 is now already dead. We can't talk about how that happened. I always thought that there was like a movie idea right in in that of itself in that. Yeah, a bit of a like a sequel pe prequel. Yeah, kinda. Like I mean, I don't necessarily know how you do it, but hmm, that would be very interesting, though. That'd be quite the challenge. Yeah, for someone else to take on. Hopefully not Michael Bay. Hopefully not Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, that son of a bitch. But anything else? I'm trying to think. I don't know that I've got, I think I hit all my crapping on this movie points. So, yeah, we, we did the effects. We did the acting. Yep. The sound wasn't all that good. I don't know. The, I thought the lighting, I know it's supposed to be a horror movie. I thought it was way too dark. I, I didn't care for it so much. And I guess the only other thing I have is, is okay, so... Do you so do you think this was supposed to be just a reboot of the original? I think this was made to be and is a remake, a shitty one at that. Um, because I don't think that they did enough to change, you know, given the, the definitions uh, at the beginning when we started recording, I don't think there was enough to change it to to classify it as a reboot. Okay. Um, I still think that it's, it's very much a remake and really all they did was they spread out OG Nancy's nightmares to the rest of the cast, threw in a couple, one or two added kind of death scenes or, you know, scary moments or whatever, but no big change. What about you? So, Knowing now what I know about it, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely supposed to be a remake because and back in 2010, when I went and saw it in the theater. Oh, you paid money for this? I got it on DVD. I paid for it twice. You... And I'm still paying for it. God. 
it's Nightmare on Elm Street. I own I own the entire collection, so it was like the completest oh, thing. Yeah, but it was like I only got I I only paid like I think five bucks, and I think it was still twenty percent off. So, and I went to the matinee showing. Okay. So I didn't pay like outrageous night prices, and I snuck in my own beer. Oh, well, that was boy. back in the that was back in the day when you couldn't get beer in there anyway. So, but I thought it was a so back in 2010, I was really wondering how they were going to do this. Was this going to be just a a remake of the original, or were they going to try to uh, slam uh, the original plus five other sequels oh. into this somehow, and just do like maybe a one thing? And after all the you know all the information comes out that there were two more at least in in the barrel how do you think that that would have went if if this had done let's just say it made enough money it still is what it is but if it had made enough money how do you think the sequels would have played out oh i don't know because at that point are they gonna stick would they stick to the sequels of the original or would they kind of start to try and branch out and do their own thing at that point? I don't know. I don't know what I would have liked to see either. If I don't, I don't know if, I think it's one thing to do a remake of the original, have it be done well and be able to remake more sequels to the remake. But then it's kind of like, yeah, do you follow the source material? Or do you try and branch off and do something bold and different and risk pissing off the fans at that point? Because that's a slippery slope. One minor yeah. fuck up either way, and you're gonna you're gonna piss off that fan base. I think. And I I actually think the opposite about that. Uh, I think that the first one you you had to get right in order to get the following and all that, which obviously they they missed the mark on that completely with this one. But I actually think that some of the sequels, you'd be better off just not following that at all and just do your own thing. I, I hated Nightmare 2. 3 was pretty good. I didn't like Patricia Arquette's ability in that one to bring other people in necessarily because it's like if he can just go to other people anyway, why that you don't need to bring that in. It's, a, it's another thing you're gonna, just going to trip over anyway. Mm -hmm. So just leave it out. Yeah. And then some of the other ones you could just, there's a bad idea to start with, just stop it and just go. So that's how I think of it. Is it that they would have been better throughout the sequels, but because this one bombed so bad, we're not going to get that, at least not for now. Because apparently we may be talking about this again. What? They're talking that it's, it's in the talks right now that they are going to re-remake this. <laughs> Wow. Well, okie dokie. And it has something to do with the people that are doing, I just saw this, I had it up. It's somebody that, I think it's whoever's involved with the Conjuring series. Oh, okay. Um, is, is supposed to be at least backing it or something. Like maybe like producing it or executive producing or something. Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to read about it here, but I'm not... But something it had something to do with the countering. I saw that that who's ever in charge of that or doing that is supposed to be quite possibly in charge of a re-release re -re or re-remake. Re -re 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 yeah, because let's see, the first conjuring was directed by James 
one. And I know I've seen plenty of his movies. Okay, yeah. Saw, Conjuring, <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> so it might not a be a bad movie. idea. Yeah. Again, I think it really, it will really depend on who's attached to it and who's doing it. You know, what their experiences are. But if they do come out with a new, new nightmare, then absolutely we'll watch it and shit on it. I'm hoping we won't shit on it, but I hope I, I so bad, too. I have a bad feeling. Yeah. Well, all right. Do you, oh, go oh ahead. I, I was just going to say though. So having said that was, cause I haven't had a chance to watch a remake. Was the evil dead the same way? The, was the remake like just the first evil dead or yes. was it, or did it incorporate the second one as well too? Nope, it was just the original, I believe. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, IMDb didn't like that one much more. They gave it a 6.5, but I thought, again, my standards, expectations for the remake of Evil Dead were low, but I ended up being pretty surprised, pleasantly surprised by it. The star is um, Jane Levy. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her i recognize her from a sitcom suburgatory that she was in a few years ago with oh fuck what's his name he's so dreamy and he ages so well nathan fillion him too i love that that's your go-to uh jeremy <laughs> sisto i don't know suburgatory um but yeah so again pleasantly surprised but i think it was little to no expectations that's the best way to see movies i think yeah <laughs> then you can actually enjoy them maybe or find good things about them but do you want to do evil den for our next one or did you have plans for something else because well, i am digging this i love this idea i love this concept remakes versus originals yeah you came already. up with a great idea i love it too it's it's been fun um well, we'll, we'll take... discuss what next we'll, we'll discuss uh afterwards okay which one we want to do because there is one more I do want to do and it's because it, there's a little bit of a sticking point for me oh all right well, it's well. not a huge thing it's just it's it's a continuity thing and something <laughs> like that so I, and I just want to get that one out of the way so everything else then runs smooth once we got right. that one out of the way all right well I think this will do it for us folks because we need to figure out which one we're going to do next and I need to know what this next one is Josh has in mind um but I hope you've enjoyed the first installment of Originals versus Remake Horror Movies, Nightmare on Elm Street. And if you guys, if you listeners have any suggestions of anything else you want to hear me ramble on about with Josh or anyone else, uh, let me know, comment, send an email, tweet, whatever. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. Stay safe and keep streaming. Bye. Bye.